can't say this movie is over the top because there is no top. Like, there's just... It, it's <laughs> the top serious. exists in an alternate dimension, and you can't see the top <laughs> without wearing special goggles that allow you to see it. I gotta wear cool, like, laser goggles, and, uh... Welcome you know. to Big Market! <laughs> uh... Man, this movie is a trip. I gotta find myself, gonna find him now. I gotta be a man, I gotta find him now. I gotta be a man. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 465 with a review of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. I'm Christopher Schnazy. I am Carson Patrick. And if you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, the latest film from Luc Besson. So, yes. Oh, we actually have, a, actually have a question this time. Oh, are you saying Are you saying that I actually have one, or are you saying... Yes. Okay, okay. You, <laughs> you were interrupting me. I didn't know if you were like, no, I have one. Um, but, uh, no, but I, yeah, I, I mean, don't. We'll do, the, we'll do the simple thing. Uh, Carson, are you a fan of Luc Besson? <laughs> yes. Uh, have, have you listened to this show? Um, I don't know if you've listened to the Spoiler Warning podcast. <laughs> Never heard of it. Um, I know we haven't reviewed many Luc Besson joints, but um, I feel like the love is pretty strong. Um, Stephen Miller is not with us today because uh, Luc Besson haters are not allowed. Um... <laughs> No, I don't know what his stance is on Luke Besson, but he was not a fan of Lucy. Um, that is true. Yes. Uh, but yeah. He, he mostly didn't like the tech in Lucy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's going to hate this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I will go out of my way and wager a guess that Stephen Miller will never see the movie Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, I after I saw the movie on Saturday, I texted him and said that... Um, and spoilers for my uh, comment on this, but I said that Valerian, I said, I think Valerian is the closest we're, we'll get to see, uh, to, to Jodorowsky's Dune, uh, in real life. And I got, and I got no response because I think he's just like, F I, this movie. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think I'm in Hawaii, a, bitch. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I feel like that being his only tease for this film might actually drive him to want to see it, maybe? Uh, um, yeah, I thought that was an enticing tease, but uh, yeah. he didn't but bite. I think he's got his toes in the sand on the shoreline <laughs> drinking a Mai Tai, and he's probably like, Carson, I ain't got no time for Valerian. No, he's, he's got basically, no time. He is the scene at in the, the beginning. beginning of Valerian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, where he's, exactly. he's just chilling there, waiting for Carlo Delevingne to like come walk yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um... Yeah, I yeah, a big loop with Sonic. Like, but so yeah, I mean that's the short of it. And I was very happy that uh, after many years of just kind of producing a lot of uh, mindless junky movies, some of them which were really fun, uh, also some of them were also pretty bad. But yeah. um, no, you I, know, I, I I legit spent fifteen minutes of my lunch break this afternoon trying to convince a few other employees to go watch Lockout. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Lockout is a good one. Lockout's one of the good ones. Um, I, was, I, was like, no, I was like, no, you don't get it. There's space jail, and Guy <laughs> Pierce needs to break into space jail to yes. rescue the president's daughter. 
Guy yeah. Pierce, Space Jail. That's the a, girl from Taken. That's that's definitely a deal breaker. Like if someone doesn't get excited about that, then it's just like, well, you're dead to me. Yeah, pretty um, much. But yeah, like I mean, I was like, he kind of he. Well, I know he's directed some some French only movies, uh, kind of recently. But you know, he came back with the family. I didn't like that. wasn't a fan. Um, I was I was yearning for the old Luc Besson. Uh, yeah, the I feel only like films re- about family you like have Vin Diesel in them. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, family. exactly. Um, you know, I was, I was, I was yearning for the the crazy Luc Besson, the the, the wild and imaginative Luc Besson. Um, and I think he he came back in Lucy, and uh, I was very excited to see this because I was like, oh shit, looks like he's really back now. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I mean, I, I, I'm a big fan of Luc Besson also. Uh, I mean, he, he's one of those people sort of, I mean, uh, Tamurbek Benbotov is is sort of like, a, uh, he's, he's on that same page, right? Where it's like, if they're doing a new project or if they're even producing a new project, I'm at least interested in checking it out. It won't always be a hit, but it will be a very fun film. Um, and I think that like Luc Besson especially makes things that like, they're they're the type of film that um, I grew up watching uh, like with my dad like uh, you know when I was a kid with my brother like we would we would just go see movies all the time and they weren't these art house flicks or anything like that it was like those type of films and there's something about it that that when I watch them I just have fun watching them and then yeah sometimes they go like that movie was not that great but it, you cannot deny that it, it has something to it that that usually makes it having like makes it worth having seen yeah um yeah for sure like i think that he's he's like one of those guys I, you know timor he's been <laughs> He's been on a losing streak race recently, man. <laughs> he needs to get back to whatever he was on he in the early days. He needs to get back to Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, but it, Luke Besson's one of these guys like Tim Burton or M. Night Shyamalan where I was, I'm always rooting for them. You know, M. Night came back in a big, bad way. I'm still waiting for Tim Burton to come back. Uh, like, I feel like that's... That, it's, that guy's so gone. <laughs> I feel Tim, like it's... Tim Burton, if Tim Burton makes something that I genuinely love, I will be so surprised. Well, I mean, Frankenweenie was good. That was good. Um, <laughs> I, but, I just I just mean now. Like, he's, yeah, he's I, I mean, too far no, I mean, gone. You know, you want them to, to unlock their inner, you know creative selves that you you grew up on and stuff so and i think you know luke Besson, whatever he did i don't know he had he definitely had a resurgence for sure yeah yeah well should we should we get into uh whether his resurgence is going well <laughs> mm. Let's see if he resurged um we are going to take a listen to the trailer for valerian in the city of a thousand planets and then we're going to come back and give you a review
city of a thousand planets. After centuries of peace and prosperity, an unknown force wants to destroy all we have created. Agents Valerian and Laureline, you have less than 10 hours to find the threat and eliminate it. Let's get to work. So that was the trailer for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, basically, uh, the City of a Thousand Planets is this giant space station city called Alpha, which is essentially uh, mankind and a bunch of different races of being from throughout the galaxy have created this um this, this giant space station, which which started with the International Space Station and just kept building on so much so that it got too big for its gravity and then got pushed into space. And now all the like thousand, like a thousand different uh, groups of alien races have come together to share their knowledge and try to live peacefully. Um, and uh, there is something happening on this space station Alpha that is unexplained and potentially dangerous to the fate of mankind and and Alpha itself. And uh, our hero Valerian and his partner Lorelai are have been tasked to come check out the situation and hopefully remedy whatever is happening there and uh, go on a nice little adventure along the way. So Carson Patrick. What did you think of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Um, I don't want to invoke any sort of uh, new rules so soon. Uh, but this movie is a Dunkirk. Uh, <laughs> just, just, just straight up, this movie. Um, you know, talk about. A, a, a gigantic budget indie movie. This is literally a $200 million indie movie since Luc Besson's company uh, financed it, fully financed it. Um, you know, it's 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 crazy that, that he, you know, it seems like a culmination of everything that he's done um, and he, you know, is, is going all in on this movie. Uh, you know, everyone keeps reporting that Valerian was this huge flop over the weekend. Um, but Luc Besson came out a couple weeks ago and was just like, hey, we pre-sold this. We pre-sold 96% of this movie before it was even shot. So they were already <laughs> they were already in the black before this movie was even made. Uh, yeah, of course they would like to see some some money made from that, uh, you know, on top of that. But uh, I think Luc Besson is going to be okay. Um, but yeah, just the sheer, um, 
craziness of this movie. I know it's based on a on a French comic um, that apparently Luc Besson he grew up on, uh, and also, or at least from what I've heard, inspired much of the Fifth Element. Um, and you know now he's finally and, and, and adapting I think that shows this. too. Yeah, yeah. You know now he's finally adapting this uh, th- these comics that he has loved and grew up on. Um, and uh, yeah, that's why it feels like a culmination of of everything that he's done. Like it, it really is just a. And again, I don't know like you know how much he's taking from the comics, but like, I mean, this is totally a move. Uh, his movie, like this is a wildly imaginative movie that just it has no bounds like this I, I you know i can't say this movie is over the top because there is no top like there's just it, it's <laughs> the top serious. exists in an alternate dimension and you can't see the top <laughs> without wearing special goggles that allow i gotta you to wear, see i gotta wear cool like laser goggles and uh welcome you know. to big market <laughs> uh Man, this movie is a trip. Like I, the the whole like beginning of this movie, I was like, well, this puts Avatar to shame. Um, <laughs> like, holy shit! Like I, you know, there. This movie is very CG heavy, um, but it looks really good. Like, and I think it helps so it, that it's all, it's. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh no! I mean, I think it helps that all of it is very cartoonish and very very colorful. Like exceedingly so like it's like like candy colored colorful that's kind of what i wanted to say like the the cg in this is such a it's whatever the opposite of uncanny valley is where (laughs) it looks so unreal that it's real again like it comes back around there's a scene where this alien creature that does not speak english is talking to lorelei and just showing her different dress outfits, right? And oh yeah, I'm I'm not convinced that that was a CG creature. <laughs> oh no, I th- no, I I legit think in that scene, I think there were actual like puppets or dudes in suits. Yeah, like it it, it felt completely practical. Yeah. and I I know that like when they're running around with swords and knives and stuff like that, I know it has to be. Um, I, I know it has to be CG. But oh yeah, when they're moving, it was CG for yeah, sure. Yeah, and, and obviously when when the uh, the the morpho whatever alien being um, is is you know trying to 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 pretend like it's one. Yeah, oh, like obviously Rihanna alien. <laughs> yeah, the Rihanna, Rihanna alien. Yeah. Um, uh, when the when when <laughs> when she's trying to get under the umbrella of the uh, right. of the weird creature, <laughs> it 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 um, it, it, yeah that that stuff all it's obvious CG. But like it, there are moments where you're just you're looking at it, and you're like the render quality on this is so good. I'm pretty sure this is some weird puppet. <laughs> well, because like the so the whole opening scene on this on this crazy like beach planet is. I would imagine all CG except for the actors who are in mocap suits. So it's pretty much all 100% CG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so 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 the yeah. pearls, the pearls are the the the. I'm just gonna call it worst. Um, but then again, they're supposed to be this weird, like ethereal, glowy skinned, translucent, uh, very feminized <laughs> being of creature. Anyways. Um, very, but, very, but yeah, like they, they, 
they look they look the least real out of everything you see. Um, but that could also be a consequence of them being the most humanoid, right? Like they they are built like actual people, um, the way that like the Navi are are built like people. Um, and, yeah. Well, well, just like you know, just in comparison to Avatar, of you know, of where it's basically a fully CG movie at a certain point, and you've just got actors, you know, in mocap suits and stuff. I mean, yeah. this is this is the, essentially the opening scene of this movie is is basically the same thing, but this looks so much better just for the fact that it's so cartoonish and colorful, um, and the design of everything is so beyond like anything else that you've seen, not just in a Luke Besson movie, but just in any movie. And like in Avatar. I feel like, you know, I've said before where, like, I caught Avatar recently on, like, FX, and I was like, wow, this does not hold up. Like, <laughs> CG, like, not good, man. Um, and, and I mean, like, the you know, the, the design of the Na'vi or whatever, you know, everyone gave it, gave it shit because they look like the blue Smurfs and shit. Like, like yeah, like, I, I think that, you know, they aren't, like, the design of them and, and the world of, like, Pandora, like, yeah, there's, like, colors and stuff, but it's just, like, it's pretty, like, kind of flat and generic. Like, like in this, it's like, oh, man, like, just the creatures alone, like, have so much more, like, depth and, like, your eyes don't feel like they've been assaulted, you know? Yeah. Um... So, like, that, I think, is what really puts Avatar to shame, is just, like, the sheer, like, imagination and design that went into, like, all this, you know, and, and this is just, like, the first, like, five minutes of the movie. And then it's like, oh, you still got another, like, two hours and 15 minutes <laughs> of, like, worlds and shit that look exactly like that. But they're all different. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, there's this scene where Dane DeHaan is... Uh, basically in his G.I. Joe suit running through like, um, you know, like uh, I, very... I believe, I believe it's called an accelerator suit. Oh, right, yes. And, and what does it do? It accelerates. It accelerates, <laughs> yes. Um, so he is accelerating through all these different worlds in the in the city of a thousand planets. And you're just like, I, like, the, the, you know, they probably spent so much time and he blows through it in like two seconds. Like, and there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's more thought put into like this two second world that you saw than like all of, you know, most summer blockbusters. It, I mean, that's the weird thing too, is like when you, when you talk about, I mean, I, I'm not going to go as, 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 as far as to say this is a Dunkirk. It may be Luke Passan's Dunkirk, <laughs> but I, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on the same scale as Dunkirk. But if I did want to make a comparison there, I would say that like Dun, Dunkirk is like pure experience of war and <laughs> Valerian in the city of a thousand planets is, is pure world building. <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, like yeah. it's it's just there's so much like there's literally a 10 minute scene of humans shaking hands with one alien after another <laughs> as they build up the international space station into what eventually becomes alpha and it's just it, it like no no one in their right mind would include everything and and and, and edit this film and, and show the things that this film shows. And to a lot of people, that will be a negative. Like, a lot of people would just <laughs> trim the fat on this film and just cut it to, to, 
cut it down to its basic thing of like, here's Valerian in his power suit, gonna go mess up some aliens or whatever. But I think this film, like, Luc Besson clearly wanted to show the world of Valerian um, and the world of Alpha and wanted to take, like, it's almost like he knew he wasn't gonna get to make a series of these films. So he just put everything in it that he could. Like he was like, I am literally going to throw every single thing oh, yeah. that I think is cool about this world um, or this universe into this film immediately. And I'll be honest, it doesn't work perfectly. <laughs> there are a lot of re- like anybody who doesn't like this film, I can't do a lot to argue with them. But I enjoyed it. And I love that this movie got made. Like, I, there was a few times where I just said to myself, like, how did this movie even get made? And well, I th- yeah, and I think that's what... Um, I think that's what is comparable to Dunkirk, is that, like, I had the same reaction in that sense of, like, I can't believe this movie got made. Uh, e- even the fact that it was made outside the studio system. Like, I, I still don't know how he wrangled up $200 million to you know, have a movie where Cara Delevingne puts a jellyfish on her head to fucking access memories. Like this is like <laughs> this is the kind of like crazy plotting. Like you know, the plot is your standard like kind of sci-fi movie plot, but the way they get to you know the way they get from like A to B is so unlike any other sci-fi movie. Like I was like, I, they're taking like detours to do things, and I'm just like, okay, sure. Like, I'm, I just can't imagine a regular audience member walking into this movie, because uh, I, I mean, like you said, yes, I, I, I can't really argue with anyone who, who says like I didn't like this movie, because I'm sure the majority of people who go to see this, if they go and see it at all, are gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Like, yeah, like, like I, I, I think that if Steven sees this movie, he will be mad at you for building it up saying <laughs> that it, this this is the closest thing oh no it, i i stand by that i think it's it, it's just as weird and out there as what that what Hodorowski envisioned his dune to be like that it's it's that level of batshit crazy now what would it have been as like silly and and like 90s cheese as that no probably not i mean i'd still think it'd be pretty pretty uh campy but um no i don't know like this movie is like so i mean talk about a movie that's not of it of this time like i i mean like this is this movie is just so wildly zany and imaginative like it makes the fifth element look bland and generic like it makes the fifth element look like it's a super realistic drama set (laughs) in our space program it makes fifth element look like dunkirk or gravity (laughs) you know where you're just like (laughs) yeah no i mean like that it's it surpasses like the (laughs) i i I will say now that you've mentioned gravity the worst the worst scene in this film is the very first time a hatch opens on the international space station and guys are clearly just standing up, waving their arms as if they're weightless, <laughs> and then they float to each other oh, and I didn't give even each know. other a hug. That was, like, it, so brief. It's the dumbest thing I've ever... Like, it, it literally, like, I, I feel like he just cuts off the bottom of the body in the frame, and they're really just... Sta- like, they're not even hanging. It feels like they're just sitting <laughs> in a chair. I mean, maybe. It was only for, like, five seconds. I know, but I just, like, I was like, ooh, 
if this is what this movie's like, it's going to be rough. And then, like, everything after that is like, all right, whew, we're okay. Everything after that is them in, like, a fucking magic space school bus. Magic school yeah. bus in space. I, they, you know, like, that kind of stuff is, just like, you don't get, you know, like, this is, this is, you know, this is the kind of stuff I want. Like, I don't, you know, you know, sometimes it's fine if, you know, like, it's fine if you just go the regular route. But man, this is if you're gonna do a sci-fi movie like this, you gotta do it up big and ridiculous like this. Like I like I said, there's so much p- packed into like nanoseconds of the of this movie that are just like I like that's that's good enough for one movie. Yeah. Let alone no, I, l- I, let alone I, one second. Like <laughs> I, I would I would have paid the same amount of money I paid, which I don't know, was probably like fifteen bucks or whatever. Um, I would pay just to watch the big market scene of this movie. Like, I, oh, I, yeah. I know, I know that this is coming from a comic property. Um, so I don't know how much of this is like pure imagination of Luc Besson and how much of this is directly pulled from the comic. But the the simple idea of various people from around the galaxy visiting at a market that doesn't actually technically exist in the dimension of the people who are visiting. So you have to wear devices that help bridge the gap between the two dimensions and where things existing in the same space are not in the same space. Like I, I, I brought up, uh, I brought up Tumor Beck Bembatov, which I, I don't even know why I tried to correct myself on the pronunciation because it's totally wrong anyways. But like in in the films uh, Day Watch and Night Watch, there's this thing of the gloom, right? Where like the, mm. the weird cloudiness that happens and, and these like vampire-esque creatures that have power over the night and the day can move within a space only in the gloom world. Or in our world, right? Like these two things can be happening at once and you can't necessarily see it being a normal mortal person walking around the street, but it is existing and they can affect you. And I think that like this heist scene that takes place technically just standing in the middle of a desert (laughs) on this planet, but (laughs) also in the world's most crowded market, like this 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 like Aladdin style bazaar, right? That's like yeah. this, this crazy this crazy thing, and just the way that scene plays out, and like the inventiveness of of the devices that let you be half in half out, like it it's uh, it was just it was an incredible scene, and like in in a normal sci fi film, that scene being that early in the movie, you would think that the rest of the effects throughout the rest of the film would be complete shit, shit because they would have spent all of their budget on this scene where, like, characters are outlined in, in like, a 3D model of themselves on top of their surroundings while running through crowded... Like, it, it's just, it, it, it blows my mind how much time I had to go into just shooting and, like, post-processing that scene alone and that they still put in full effort for the rest of the film. It's just, it's, it's an amazing feat. Well, I mean, this, this is basically like uh, Punisher Warzone, where like the opening scene is like the end of the movie. Yeah. Where you're just like, like, oh, this is the opening. Like, this should be the finale. And yeah, then yeah. like, from there, it like, you're just like, well, how are they going to top that? And then it just keeps building and building and building. And, um... That's basically what this movie is, where it's just like, like, like I said, well, I mean, like I said that, you know, 
like one frame of this movie could be an entire movie. Um, and yet, you know, they, he, he builds it out for almost two and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I was kind of just briefly Googling, uh, photos from the comics. I mean, it, it looks pretty, the style is definitely there. I, it, to me, just looking, glancing like Luke Basson made it way more like, like LSD level colorful, like <laughs> psychedelic. Um, and you know, I think that, that he just put his stamp on it in terms of like the tone and, um, just like the playfulness of it. Um, I think that's, you know, his, his thing is, is, I mean, that's definitely there. Um, you know, how much of the creatures and stuff, I don't know, but I, I, like, I, I feel like, you know, him, him bringing this to life, uh, you know, he put his spin on it. Uh, the fact that, uh, I, I just, it, it's just, again, like, there's so much stuff in this movie where you're like, you know, things like the, there, so there, things like the, the space possum that can shit anything. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's it, in the comics. It, 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 sh- it shit duplicates anything <laughs> that it eats. Any consumable object, it just reproduces yeah. um, in mass quantities after consuming it. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the comic. That kind of seems like something Luke Basson was like, this is funny. I'm going to add this in. <laughs> like, I don't know, but like. Yeah, so like that's in the first five minutes. You're just like, oh boy, like this is uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be one hell of a ride. Um, oh, also, you know, going into this movie, I knew that um, I knew that Ethan Hawke was in this movie. Uh, I didn't know who he was playing. <laughs> Dude, um, when he showed up, I was like, but <laughs> this is the greatest thing. <laughs> but man, yeah, when he shows up. Oh, it delivers. <laughs> that's that's for sure. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Um, I, you know, I don't know. This movie just feels like a movie that you know you'd make up on the fly, where you're just like, oh yeah, it's a space movie, and uh, well, who's gonna be in it? Uh, Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne are gonna be the leads. Oh sure, and the Rihanna's gonna show up, and we're gonna have Ethan Hawke, and uh, you know, there's gonna be a space possum that shit duplicates things i mean just it just comes from like a very childlike uh playfulness and stuff like it's it's a big silly movie and if i if i'm honest i feel like the performances from most of the cast are either them not trying or them realizing how ridiculous they are um and, and and i can see that being so grating to somebody who just stumbles into this film or somebody who's like, eh, I'll give it a try. But I, but I think that there's something of the overall feeling in, of the film that I enjoy. And it has a bunch of great things that other other great films do, like in, in the newer Mission Impossible films where they don't spend time to explain the gadgets being used. They oh, just yeah, yeah. use them because they're used to having them. Like there's a scene where, where uh, you know, one alien being is shooting something at other at, at, at like a, a for, at, at the, the force of humans and Dane DeHaan just throws something in his mouth right before getting zapped by this thing and it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like wh- why would he have that thing that is so specific to this one situation but oh, it's yeah. like you know what I don't even care and the best part is what it did is not what I thought it did at all <laughs> like, 
Oh yeah, I but just then, thought it but, was like a, a breathing apparatus, so he could thought, hold his I, breath. No, I thought it was too. And then, like, when it turns out to be what it is, I was like, "Oh, well, that's of course that's this whole movie where it's just <laughs> no, like exactly like it, oh it's, oh it, you're at a ten oh okay well we got to be at a twenty like it's yeah, got to be it, the it, next level. It does the thing where like that that a lot of animes do, where like your lead hero is not it's it's not the rock. It, it, it's not the Vin Diesel. It's not even the Paul Walker. It's just this dude who happens to be really good, but nothing about him would stand out as him being good. He's just this like cheesy sort of joker, and he just happens to get himself out of situations or do things in a slick way or have a way to get out of something. But he like there. If, if I if you had to stack this cast up. And have me pick who would be like the super soldier. I would not pick Dane DeHaan. <laughs> but like, <laughs> but he, it just, for some reason he works. And I, and I love that he's, that he's, he's not the crazy, I mean, we, talk, we talk about lockout. Like he's not Guy Pierce breaking into space jail. He is more like one of the people who would be in space jail, but like in that Han Solo sort of way where he was like in trouble for like smuggling things. And then it's just hanging out waiting for his partner to come break him out or something. There, there, there's something, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, it, 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 it's so fun though. I, I think the movie is dumb but it's dumb in an awesome way and and I'm I'm still happy that it got made. I'm happy that I saw it. Uh I I honestly wish we could get more of them. I doubt that'll happen. Maybe it will. Maybe in like 10 more years we'll get another Valerian film. Uh but <laughs> it I like how, yeah. I like how Luke Bassan has said that he just went ahead and wrote like the next two movies for the hell of it. Like not no, even I mean, I mean, he should that. like good good on him like if they never get made that's fine but like i'm yeah yeah um oh well what i was gonna say was uh the uh yeah well the the casting of the the leads is kind of atypical but uh it's pretty i think it works i mean i i had no problem a lot of the criticisms were that you know the acting was stilted and the line deliveries were bad. Um, I didn't. I didn't think that at all. I can see where people, like you said, would think that, but I think it. I think it fits the tone of this movie completely. Um, and uh, I will say that uh, the the chemistry between Dane DeHaan and Cara Delevingne is very real. I'd say ten out of ten. I know so much. Like even <laughs> even from the trailers, I was I was like. We we know that I don't pay attention to to uh, celebrity stuff. I mean that that's, that's 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 you and Sarah are the ones that are always like schooling me on people's relationships. But I ship these two so hard. <laughs> like, I I want them to be a couple in real life so bad. Oh yeah, the the sex appeal in this movie is unreal. Uh, like you know, I was gonna joke that even those those like beach creatures had like some some sex appeal too. I was like, there's everything about this movie is just, it's just, it's just movie sex just for your eyes, your ears, everything. Uh, it's pure, pure, just movie cinema magic. Um, also my favorite was, uh, the, well, there's a lot of like, 
there's a lot of very, very memorable uh, costumes in this movie. Uh, everything from Dane DeHaan wearing uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Romeo and Juliet-esque Hawaiian shirts to uh, Cara Delevingne's uh, uh, dress, her white dress with a giant hat and two giant wedges of lemon. <laughs> um, which is that, like that right there. Um, it's kind of like the, <laughs> it's kind of like in the fifth element, there was that guy who had like a hat. He had like the hat and it was like the picture of Bruce Willis's like cell that he was in. Like it was so absurd. Like where, it, it, like that level of just like, you know, what's this going to be? And it can't just be like, her in a dress it's her wearing this giant hat but it's not just a giant hat you know there's got to be her head sticking out so the monster can eat it like that's just so like <laughs> i don't even know like the how you know this this is why luke basson is on a whole different level like yeah he's coming at it at just this crazy angle yeah that was definitely my favorite uh costume i already told sarah the next halloween that's what she needs to work on so she <laughs> so, needs to be so, so you can be cara delavine in the weird <laughs> <laughs> yeah i told her like that's what that's what she needs to do next halloween is the 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 weird the white dress and the giant hat with the two big lemons nice yeah i was like well you've got your work cut out for you next time <laughs> Well, um, are there any specific things about the film that you want to talk about more? Or should we just get to verdicts? Uh, not really, no. All right. Well, then let's do the verdict thing. Carson, if you're going to give this a must-see, a reckoner with a caveat, wait for rental, pass with a caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? Uh, I already said Dunkirk. <laughs> <laughs> must-see. <laughs> I mean, it's been a long time where there was a weekend where not just one great movie but two great movies yeah so i mean i i would i i i'm not gonna dunkirk it uh i'm gonna drop it down to a reckon under the caveat the caveat is mostly that you might not like this movie <laughs> but it is a film like i already like as soon as i got into the office i i started talking with a, with a co-worker about the film because i because uh they had seen it and um he was not. He was. Not, he was not a fan of it at all. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I get that the movie's dumb, but also it's awesome. <laughs> oh, it's way awesome. So, yeah. so what Chris is saying is that the caveat it's a, is is that it's a must see. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and the, the caveat is that like for for a special kind of person, uh, this movie's great. For every other kind of person. <laughs> Your experience may vary. Um, I think it's a must-see. <laughs> All right. I think you should just up it. Steven might say it's it's a recommend. I, I don't know. I still, I think, I think Steven might say fuck this movie. <laughs> I think probably. Like, what were you Joker smoking? Hopefully, hopefully he'll somehow see it. Like, I, I refuse to believe that he will take the time to see this movie. Um, maybe listening to the, our review of it, he might force himself to see it so that he can counteract our craziness. Um, yeah, but he's like, he'll, he's like, he'll call us out. He'll be like, damn it. I go, I go away for one week and Christopher just goes off the deep end. <laughs> <laughs> goes full Carson. <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, but, it's but, like, yeah. you're, you're, you know, he's like the parents that are away. Yeah, yeah. He's calling in like, we're not having a party. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, uh, so that is our review of Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, um, which is still, I had to like practice saying that title because even the title, the title makes sense within the context of the film, but it definitely feels like the planet of a thousand cities makes more sense than the city of a thousand planets. Um, but it's really the city having within it people from a thousand different planets. Um, I mean, it makes sense. It, it rolls off the tongue better than, uh, you know, space station of a thousand planets or something. Yeah. Alpha colon the <laughs> space station of thousands of alien species. Right. Yeah. That's not as catchy. No. Um, but yeah, that's, that is our review. So, uh, Carson Patrick, if people want to find out uh, what other things you're done kirking uh, throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, nowhere. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> hey. I'm in the market, bro. I'm, you can't see me. I'm in the other dimension. If, if, if you're going to continue to not exist on social media, I'm going to force you to make up a new thing every week. <laughs> where people can find you. I exist on the social media that you can only access through uh, a special box, you know, and sunglasses or and and laser glasses. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, people can find me at ChristopherInRealLife.com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at TheSpoilTheWarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash SpoilerWarning or like us at Facebook.com slash TheSpoilerWarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at TheSpoilerWarning.com or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. So hopefully you are enjoying that. Uh, next week, uh, Atomic Blonde? Oh, yes. You know what? I thought of the other thing I was going to say, which really isn't much, but uh, Rihanna for Catwoman, please. Let's start the hashtag. <laughs> hashtag Riri for Catwoman. Make it happen. Uh, not just because she's in a cat outfit for like five seconds in this movie. Uh, but that definitely just like her whole performance in this movie. I was like, I just want to see her as a, a DC character, preferably Catwoman. So make it happen, David Ayer. Uh, I mean, if she's playing her actual character, she could be a bunch of different DC oh, yeah. people. Right, right. Um, but yeah, we will uh, see you guys next time. Talk at you then. Bye. You have to do your you have to do your bye, Carson. Oh, bye. I gotta find myself, gonna find him now. I gotta be a man, I gotta find him now. I gotta be a man. I gotta be the man.